0: What acquiring DeAndre Hopkins make the Baltimore Ravens instant Super Bowl contenders. We talk about that. How likely it is with updates that DeAndre Hopkins becomes a member of the Ravens. We'll also talk about Odell's deal, Lamar's contract situation. Of course, draft talk with that coming up and much more. Coming up next here on Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in here to another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostrich, of Ravens Wire. We're here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for being here with us today, making us your first listen each and every day, whether this is your first time listening or in every day or in listen every day here on the show. Again, free and available, all podcasting platforms, including over on YouTube. So you can subscribe for free, both in video form and an audio form for five days a week of Ravens content. And today's episode of Locked on Ravens is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to slash NFL60 and use code NFL60 for 60% off plus free shipping. And we're back here. You can find me on Twitter at ChaosTrekker34. I'm still me without the verified check, by the way. I'm this no parody account. That's my account and our guest here for a Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Super Bowl champion, Kadri Ismael. You can find him on Twitter over at I am Kadri Ismael and Q. We have a lot to talk about today. A lot of wide receiver content, Lamar, the draft, it, it's come up so fast for me. Like It feels like yesterday I was all the start of free agency, the end of the playoffs, drafts in less than a week now. How are you feeling after everything we've had this offseason so far?
1: Wow. I mean, it, it's it's amazing how fast the timeline has gone. And I think a large part of it is just because of all the Lamar Jackson, uh, as the world turns, drama. And when you have one life to live, it just gets it to the point where these are the days of our lives. And somehow, some way, you know, you just as long as you're staying out of the general hospital and you're feeling fresh and ready to go, then uh, all my children will be in a position of joy, joy, happy, happy. Because football off season means that there's going to be OTAs, OTAs meaning there's going to be training camp. Training camp means that. Football season is right around the corner.
0: Hey, you no, know, I, I went to New York a couple months ago and in the hotel, sometimes like the TVs are on when you go in the room. And General Hospital was the show on the TV when, <laughs> when I when I went in the room. So I'm like, hey, look at that. Now we have the general hospital reference here. But it's been it's been a lot because of the Lamar situation. And that's where like for agency it kind of crept up on me, where I was getting ready to do the show for that Monday when free agency started. And I'm like, oh, all right, this all starts tomorrow. The draft I think has come a little bit slower. But there's a lot to talk about there because obviously needs kind of intertwined throughout the offseason queue where your needs at the beginning of the offseason don't really mean that they're going to be needs when the draft comes and the Ravens have made a couple of additions. So we'll talk about Odell a bit in the second segment, but there's another star receiver that's on seemingly everybody's mind right now when it comes to Baltimore and that's DeAndre Hopkins. Now Hopkins in Arizona doesn't seem like there'll be a partnership there by the time 2023 rolls around, maybe by some miracle there is but seems like one way or the other Hopkins is not going to be there so obviously then the trade conversation and seems like Baltimore has been one of the teams linked to him you know Michael Lombardi coming out saying that Lamar gave the Ravens an ultimatum about oh go out there get me DeAndre Hopkins and Odell and then then we'll talk Justine Anderson later clarified that there was no ultimatum but did kind of maybe push the organization to say hey you know these are guys I'm interested in playing for so that was Lamar's input but Hopkins you we know we know how good of a player you know, one of the best receivers in this league right now. The contract situation does make it a bit iffy, but if the Ravens are somehow able to pull it off, if they were able to get DeAndre Hopkins on top of already having Odell now and Bateman and Duvernay and the rest of that offense, do
1: you think that would make them as the Super Bowl contenders and Super Bowl favorites? So I, it's interesting. Every time I look at the NBA, for example, and they have these superstars team up, like uh, who was it, Kyrie Irvin and Kevin Durant, when they went to the Nets, everyone started jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, they're going to win the championship. Oh, how many championships are going to win? When you look at where they're at now, you look back on it, you're like, yeah, that didn't quite work out as well as we thought it would. You look at where Dallas is, you know, I don't even know if they even made the play. I don't think they even made the playoffs. Mavericks did. Yeah, no. So the Suns and the Phoenix Suns, sure, there's some strong opportunity for them. But, you know, the West is the West. What am I trying to say? When it comes to football and the ultimate team sport, yes, it absolutely helps when you have star players connecting up, and and yes, it 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 definitely is. Um, it it favors you, but the injury bug and the injury factor can also come into play, and the unpredictable nature of the game comes into play, a la the Philadelphia. Eagles where, of course, they look like, my goodness, no one is going to stop them. They get to the 49ers. Brock Purdy gets hurt. They go ahead and they just run roughshod over the NFC championship game. They get to the Super Bowl, second half of that Super Bowl, what, 28 unanswered points or literally after Jalen Hurts you know, has his turnover, gets Kansas City right back into the game. You just don't know. I mean, there's so much that can go on. Positively sure, but also negatively. So I'm not trying to just poo-poo your question. It's just that I I want to be kind of a realist and say, yeah, I I do like the fact that you know this is a team that looks really good on paper. I do like the fact that you know you could look at them and say, hey, they're going to compete really hard for uh, what looks like you know the AFC North going to be a, a back-and-forth battle. You know, Pittsburgh making a play for Allen Robinson. Uh, you know, of course, what you got with T. Higgins and, and Jamar Chase uh, and Tyler Boyd over in, in in Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, this is this all looks good. It all looks good, but you got to play. And and I think you know, for Cincinnati, you know, they got a great triumvirate of a receiving core, but that didn't guarantee them you know years where they were just going to win it. You know, uh, I think this is a great opportunity, no question about it. Their defense. Uh, Baltimore's looks amazing, uh, but there's still some question marks as far as depth at the D-line, the corner situation. You know what? Whether you draft or not draft, heck, you don't even know if it's going to be a guarantee with the draft uh, as far as how those young corners would react. But you know this to be true. They're going to make some noise when you talk about Hop and and Odell if, in fact, that is a team-up because you do know that – Rashad Bateman, we saw him training, and obviously my trainer's eyes, like, oh, there's some things there that, you know, it's good to see, but there's still some things there. Uh, Devin Duvernay, we haven't seen him as far as his uh, progress, but I think overall, depth-wise, no question about it, it puts them in a strong conversation. Right.
0: And I, I hear you. You know, you, you don't want to make any assurances and say, oh, one player, 100 percent before the season, even before the draft, even you don't want to make those assurances. I do think it does catapult them into pure like top contender status, like the, the, the cream of the crop contenders, if they were to make that deal, because you mentioned the defense and also, you know, just what that would be offensively. But you're right. You know, you, you, injuries. I think a lot of this does have to do with health, too. You know, can these guys stay healthy age wise, too? But you, you missed out. You, did you didn't say the paper Super Bowl champs. Cleveland every year it was, they acquired all these stars.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, we sports illustrated covers and features and magazines, and then they flopped out. So it has to be on. I think Hopkins does fit with them. Like, I think he fits what they want to do. But you can't just look at a team on paper and say, oh, it's the Super Bowl hundred percent for the season starts. But I will say that I do think I do think it would put them in that conversation one hundred percent. But offensively, Q, I mentioned you know Hopkins and Beckham and, and Bateman and Duvernay, the offense with dobbins and, and Edwards and Andrews and likely, and hopefully Lamar there too. What would adding DeAndre Hopkins do to this offense, and how hard would it be to defend?
1: Mother of Pearl. Um, I, i've I've seen DeAndre Hopkins up close and personal a number of times. And I will tell you, like, his catch radius is easily that of Anquan Bolden's, um, easily. And and Anquan had an amazing catch radius. I remember talking to Ozzie Newsome about it. We were just saying, you know, what makes Anquan Anquan when, you know, you don't see a guy with lightning speed and all that, but yet you just either a corner sleeps on him and he's just wide open or he, like I said, making those contested 50-50 balls and it looks like it's 90-10 uh in his favor he could take over games and and the game that came to mind ironically enough is the Arizona game where uh I think Anquan was out for first blood i think DeAndre Hopkins is <clears throat> that type of a a player where you challenge him he absolutely can take over a game and 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 i saw him go up against you know a, a healthy Jimmy Smith and and made you know Jimmy Smith like you know Good golly, turn some heads like, wow, what's going on? You just can't, you know, just underestimate Top Munkin's uh, mind as far as getting, you know, a, a guy of his caliber the ball. And then, of course, you talk about Odell. Go ahead and do something with D-Hop. Now, all of a sudden, you got Odell who is hungry and looking ready to to reestablish things and 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 say he's he's king of the hill, too. And then, of course, you got the Young Bucks, you know, at tight end. I believe Mark Andrews is sitting there saying, oh, y'all all all just going ahead and just forgot about me. Don't y'all remember when I am and was the go-to guy for Lamar? So ultimately, when you look at D-Hop and what he brings to the table, all of what I just said, it just gets heightened because you're, you're, yeah, you're competing against the other defense, but you're also competing with you know, trying to get your quarterback to to notice you and and your coordinator to call plays designed for you. Yeah, and I think it's so
0: crazy, you know, we're talking about all these receiving weapons and the passing game, but, you know, I think we both just brushed over the run game and like what that would be because it's just With Dobbins and Edwards there, that's a whole other aspect you got to take into account there, because John Harbaugh did say, you know, he's gonna try to keep some of the concepts from Greg Roman, both pass and run, so both of those. But the latest on the on the Hopkins situation from Justina Anderson on uh, the crew said that she doesn't believe based off of her understanding that the Ravens aren't necessarily particularly trying to pursue Hopkins right now, partially because of contract level he's currently at, making 19 million. well, the base salary is 19 million for him this year, got another year on top of that too. So to me, it seems like the most likely avenue, maybe it is right before the draft, maybe it is after, but to me, I think if he's cut, that that's where I think Baltimore could likely pounce because they have to take into account draft capital and all that. But coming up on our second segment, we'll talk about the receiver that is on the Ravens roster now, in Odell Beckham Jr. We'll also take a look at Lamar Jackson and his contract situation and those updates with Jalen Hurts. So be sure to stay tuned. So lots of been to dive into on the show. But first, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. And something exciting is coming to Bilt.com on April 22nd. I don't know if all the details yet, but the excitement is real and it's something you won't want to miss. If you know how Bilt works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world. They do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantity. So mark your calendars into Built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. I can't wait to see what the new flavor is. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your order. We're back here, Locked On Ravens, our second segment here on Purple Friday. Kevin Striker still here with Kadri Esmael. And again, less than one week away to the NFL draft. We'll have all that draft content here on Locked on Ravens over the course of next week and weekend, three straight live shows. It's going to be, it's going to be a busy week. I know you know that too, Q, but in terms of Odell, I think the signing, we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. You know, what were your initial reactions to when you saw that the Ravens had actually pulled off getting him and then the contract that he got?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think when, you looked at what happened at the owner's meeting, you thought, my God, everything is just halting and stopped and, and, and nothing's moving forward. Uh Obviously there was a, a lot to be made of with the Liars luncheon. Um, they, they held things so close to the vest to the point where, you know, their, their PR guy and, and Chad still, you know, he, he kind of had his outburst and, You saw what happened with that. I don't even think he was in the press conference or leading it when it came to Odell actually signing and then him being uh, introduced to the the Baltimore um, media. So it just, I I, I don't know. It, It shows, one, the commitment, I think, to the fact that they're like, we want Lamar Jackson as our quarterback, one. But two, also... It's not just lip service because if, if anything to give that level of contract to me, it's about Steve Bashadi giving his blessing and at the owner's meeting, him talking to, um, uh, Odell and, and having these conversations because yeah, I want to tell you, I want to be wanted. I'm telling you that now. What does that mean? Put your money where your mouth is. Period. End of discussion. Every, every, I mean, going back to my day, my goodness, when you get paid, paid, you know you want it. You know that that team is like, yo, we like what you do. We know that you can help us win. Let's do it. Let's go. And, and that, to me, says it all. And, and I think that's why Odell, you know, whether or not the Jets were bluffing or not or however they were thinking or whomever else was in the mix. The fact that Steve Bashotti made the call and and Eric obviously got it done is all we needed to know. And that kind of tells me, again, all I need to know when it comes to what they really truly think about Odell. I think they really are saying, hey, let's make a deal. Let's get this thing done. Now, still things are going to be worked itself out and all of the things. We obviously Jalen Hurts' deal. Uh, when you look at some of the uh, pundits on the Twitter sphere, uh, some of our local colleagues have got it right. Sarah Gellis or Ellison, uh, she really did an amazing job of kind of breaking down a contract. And nationally, people are, are are looking at it and like, "Wow, Lamar got a big deal." And it's a matter of what is the counteroffer, and if the counteroffer is something where the Ravens have to even sweeten it a little bit more, ultimately <clears throat> it comes down to. Steve Bashotti and, and him saying, okay, let's get this thing done. The way in which he got it done with Odell Beckham. Yeah, and I
0: can tell you're, you're itching to talk about Lamar. I'm gonna throw one more Odell question at you, though. Just one, I promise. With Odell, it's been known the ACL, he tore the ACL in the Super Bowl, but apparently he didn't even have one to tear. He said he was playing without the ACL, and you know, a lot of different medical opinions have come out about how how is this possible? What does he mean by that? Obviously, this is a receiver cue soon to be 31 years old, did not play last year. There are concerns about the health, concerns about the level he can play to. I don't think the Ravens are getting New York Giants, Odell. I think we're past that point. But what do you think he can bring to the offense? Are you you concerned about the ACL and maybe what that does to his explosiveness or other aspects of his game?
1: Yeah, so as you know, obviously, I mean, it's funny because I'm wearing, you know, my go-to shirt and go-to stands for grace of all-time actions. You and I, we've had many a discussion on movement. Um, <clears throat> literally, the F minus that the organization got, uh, regardless of what year the the uh, the 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 survey was taken, the mindset, literally, of training is antiquated. Period. Into discussion, and so with that, the mindset of how to avoid an ACL tear or rehab from an ACL tear. As much as people are like, oh, we got to put the knee in positions to be able to handle those stressors and handle those different forces that are placed upon it. I am saying when you look at the way in which the foot and ankle complex manages the ground, once the heel locks in the ground, the tibia rotates in or out and the femur goes the opposite direction in or out that heel locks in and a person hits you acl tear that heel locks in the ankle bone collapses and the femur goes one way and the tibia goes the other way the acl tear you could be hercules you could be with or without an acl and you can say oh well i you know can deadlift whatever i can squat whatever all those movement patterns are Heel in the ground, nervous system, being educated to say this is my comfort level, you're going to get injured. What am I trying to say for Odell? Don't put your heel in the ground when you're running routes. Make sure that you transfer your ankle, hip, weight, forces to the outside edges of the foot. Keep that strong arch of the foot and be able to move dynamically like you've been. You can move dynamically like you've been, you're going to play all 16 weeks, 17 weeks, and be fine going into the playoffs. That's the bottom line. And for Odell, I think,
0: you know, taking a chance on a guy who has gone through this, didn't play last year, it it is a risk. I mean, it's a risky contract, and especially when you look at the actual specs of the deal, And it's the void years, which is very, it's a very new thing for the Ravens. They historically have not done that type of thing. It's a one year up to $18 million deal. The incentives obviously based off of touchdowns and catches and and yards, but it's 15 guaranteed. And then if Odell doesn't sign the extension, instead of having those four void years, where I think the number is 2.7 or $2.6 million per season for the next four, that all goes into one. It's all consolidated into one. And that's an $11 million dead cap hit. 2024 in a year where you're maybe trying to sign Lamar again if he plays on the franchise tag this year trying to add new pieces so it is a risk but I think it was a necessary overpay because the Sutton deal fell apart reportedly according to Jess Rebick that was something that they were looking at I would have rather had DeAndre Hopkins but I don't think that Odell I mean obviously it has to be health permitting I mean a, a lot of the NFL a lot of success team success comes down to health I mean Q you know that from your playing days we've obviously witnessed it for the Ravens a couple of years ago when they had that 2021 season and even last year with Lamar's injury. So I'm hoping that health permitting for both Odell and even Rashad Bateman, if you want to go that far, those two will be able to form a duo together. But I think again, you have to be able to put together those full 16 game 17 game seasons now, or at least close to it. And if it's only eight games, and the the partnership doesn't work out, if Odell leaves, if Lamar leaves, that's just that's the disaster. It's the ultimate panic button situation for him. But let's talk about Lamar a bit. Q. I I promised you one Odell question. Let's get back to Lamar. His contract is one. I mean, one of the more most, probably one of the most polarizing contract situations, debacles. I don't know. You don't call it a debacle yet because it hasn't come to a conclusion. But one of the most interesting situations we've had, in, I think NFL history. Now, Hertz got the deal from Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts. It's five years. He gets the uh, 180 practically guaranteed, 110 guaranteed at signing. We've had a, right about 10 quarterbacks, queue signed contracts after Sean Watson got his deal. None of them have come close. If you want to talk about practical guarantees, if you want to talk about guaranteed at signing, guaranteed at signing, the stat I've been pulling up is Deshaun Sean Watson got the 230, the next closest quarterback. In terms of guaranteed at signing is Russell Wilson, which is 106 million less than that. So doesn't feel like the Watson deal was a was a trend. <laughs> Definitely feels more than time to say it's an outlier. Do you think the situation between Hurts and the Eagles in that contract? Did it help the Ravens? Did it help Lamar? Did it hurt the Ravens? Did it hurt Lamar? What was your reaction when you saw the deal?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I saw the total number, obviously 252 million, uh, or fifty it was fifty-two or fifty-five. 50- 55, I think. 55, yes, yes, yes. So that that number there, obviously, there's some 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 play on the final end of it all, and you know, I know the numbers are going to come out, and all the other, you know, capologists pundits are going to go ahead and make their thoughts be known. But yes, the number that is is about what you're going to get at signing. Totally wasn't the uh, fat number that we saw with Deshaun Watson. Uh, yes, you talked about Russell Wilson. Yes, you talked about uh, what we saw with Arizona and uh, the way in which they looked at the contract and putting in their language as far as you know their whole deal. But you know, I think at the end of the day, um, with Jalen, he feels, hey, I, I got some mega money in my pocket. Um, it you know it's going to be called the richest deal I think for quarterbacks. They're probably going to get around that third year and redo anyway. Allah Joe Flacco and them—they're going to get another contract uh, to kind of keep the cap number friendly. And so it's a it's a perceived team friendly deal. But being that team friendly deal, you also looking at Jalen, you know, saying, "Hey man, I got me over a hundred some odd million in my pocket." And so I think when it comes to Lamar, yeah, the, the Deshaun Watson deal is looking more and more far-fetched, you know, Kyler Murray, um, Russell Wilson, uh, and, and obviously Jalen now, you know, those are some contracts that you could have said, Hey, they could really get close to Deshaun and they really didn't, um, so what are you going to do now? And I think that's where you could say, are you going to wait for Justin Herbert? Are you going to wait for uh Joe Burrow? And if you are, okay, what does that look like? And how long are you going to you're going to wait around? I mean, it looks like everything's going to be in that $50 million plus a year kind of a contract. And so I think some of the things that we look at from the way in which I believe, uh, again, you know, uh, referencing back to um, our colleague here in town, Sarah. She was like, "Look, you know, I I was looking at numbers and and you know, Josh Allen and Lamar from the time that Josh got his deal and Lamar, what was it, some sixty some odd million compared to." 25 or 26 million that Lamar has gotten. I mean, that's new money compared to just regular money. Give me the new money, and we are still gonna get another contract on top of that. And those are nuances that from a new contract aspect of things, new money aspect of things, that an agent would know the fine-toothed comb details on to make it favorable for his his guy. Now, if Lamar is feeling like he's marching to the beat of his own drum is Lamar is feeling like, you know, none of that really matters for him. And so be it then, you know what? Okay. You, you have, you absolutely have the right to do that. But, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's been a lot. And I think, you know, obviously the reports earlier in the offseason and before that indicated that, you know, Lamar's looking for the fully guaranteed deal and, and, you know, it's all fully guaranteed. But then the later reports have come out that have said, well, he just wants more than Deshaun's 230. So whether that's 300 million with 240 guaranteed or 260 with 250, something of that, I, I it just feels like I think the Kyler deal told me a lot when it happened because that was the deal directly after Deshaun Watson's deal. And again, I've said it multiple times. I think all the owners breathed a collective sigh of relief when that deal was not fully guaranteed, because I think that would have been the trendsetter. And we just haven't seen that. No deal has come close to that. So again, I'm not going to fault Lamar for sticking to what he believes he's worth, but you know, is he going to get that? Is, does it going to take a Joe Burrow or a Jalen Hurts or, you know, well, not Hurts anymore,
1: but. But let me even say that because, you know, with Kyler, he didn't have the resume of any of these guys. Sure. And a matter of fact, I mean, right now he's looking like a coach killer. Um, That's dangerous, you know, to, you know, to have a good organization and, and the Bidwell uh, organization is just, you know, not me talking, thank goodness I ne- never had to play there, but cheap. And I know that, you know, Paycor Stadium is no longer, you know, Paul Brown Stadium. <laughs> so I know that Cincinnati, they are a family-run organization too. And they can be very, you know, tight with the, the purse strings. And so it'll be interesting to see what they look like. But from a resume standpoint, Jalen Hurts absolutely did look close to and on par with uh what we saw from from lamar um and his super bowl performance and the way he led that team um was just you know out of this world joe burrow absolutely can go toe-to-toe if joe i think the writing's on the wall if joe doesn't um you know overly kill for that deshaun watson because you know uh Russell Wilson absolutely has the the career resume uh, to compete with Lamar, but I think the recent years kind of a thing, you know, not so much. Um, so there's, there's nuances there. It really is. And, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, you're, you're stating it correctly, you know, from resumes to, you know, the, the group of contracts and, and how business has been done. Usually, when a guy gets a contract, that next guy, if he has a resume close to it, well, that's the, the the starting point right there that I want to work with. So, lots of nuances. Again, like I said,
0: there there are. And Lamar's taken up pretty much all, if not most, of Baltimore's off season. Well, most if not all of Baltimore's off season. Mm-hmm. So, we'll Everything. see how long it continues for because it, it's been a lot. It's been exhausting for a lot of people, but uh it, he even ties back to the draft, and coming up, we'll talk about the draft a little bit, how the Ravens could maneuver that with their five picks, and a lot more, so we should have stay tuned to the last that I've been to Unlocked on Ravens. We're back rounding out Locked on Ravens here on Friday. Kevin Ostriker still here with Kadri Ismael in Q. of the draft. I'll say it again, less than a week away. It's crept up on us, but the Ravens with Five picks. It's going to be interesting to see how they end up maneuvering the draft board. I think 22 is their best trade chip. It could get them the most. Well, the market get them the most, but regardless of how that goes, I think 22 is their only realistic option to maybe acquire more unless you trade a Patrick yeah. Queen, maybe a Devin Duvernay, a James Prochet. But let's say they stay at 22. To me, my two huge needs for them well, one bigger than the other now corner and wide receiver. There have been a lot of, there's a lot of conversation about others that uh, people can talk about edge. People could talk about running back or offensive line or some of those others. But to me, if you were there at 22, based off of the roster, now, would you take a corner or a wide receiver?
1: Whew, I would probably stick with wide receiver. Um I know that they were saying they were, you know, a pretty rich cornerback uh, room, but uh, you know, the way things have been going, um, I, I think you yeah, you you shoot for the stars again and and try to see if you can you can hit one out the park um, if that's the quote that Eric wants to use then go ahead bro and let's start swinging and I think part of the reason here that
0: I think people are still on the wider receiver train is one because I think if you could get a J JSN Jackson Smith and Jig Burke Quentin Johnston Zay Flowers or, or Jordan Addison those are kind of the consensus top four guys it's not necessarily a class like last year q when there was a run of like five straight what five of six wide receivers and like a span of seven picks or something but I do think that you have those four guys going in the in the first round if, if you're an NFL team. Then I think you have the Josh Downs of the world, who's like an early second, maybe a late first. But corner-wise, you talk about it, a very deep class this year. The Ravens at 86, I think, could still get a very good corner there. But they're also very good wide receivers they could take there too. Jonathan Mingo's is a name I know a lot of people love. Marvin Mims from Oklahoma another option there. So to me, I think that if there's like a no brainer option, like I think Jackson Smith and Jigma to me is the top option at wide receiver. If he is there at 22, I I probably take him. If Joey Porter Jr. The corner from Penn state, John Harbaugh talked about him at the, in the press conferences at the, the Liars luncheon as well. I think that that's, that's a no brainer. But to me, Q, if there are like six or seven guys that they like at 22, I say why not trade back? You know, you can trade back to 27, 28, maybe 29 or 30. If you can get a second round pick as well, that to me is a a haul if you can get a late first and a second. I think the second round is going to be huge this year. Are are you team trade down or would you rather just stay?
1: I have been covering the Ravens draft uh, multiple years at the castle when we were doing a ton of radio for their radio uh, flagship station. And every year we would go on and on and on about the first round, first round, first round. And mother of pearl, that thing would happen. And next thing you know, trade out. You're like, what? We wasted all this time. Why do we waste this time? And, you know, we break it all down. I think they're going to trade out. Like they don't have a lot of picks. They love, love getting a lot of picks. And as much as Roquan Smith, they are saying he's their second round pick. And rightly so. Well, at the same time, I'm sure if they can acquire more picks, cool. Then go forth into the land we call the living. Um, I don't know about the whole uh, uh, Patrick Queen thing. Um, I could see that being a a, a carrot dangled. And if it is, then I'm going to give you full credit for it. And I'm going to say, yep, Kevin told us. That's what's up. Said it from the very, very beginning, and now it came to fruition. If it doesn't, then so be it. Um, but I think ultimately there are some options there. But, yeah, you're right. It depends on the run of the defensive backs, and it depends on the run of the receiving class. I know there are some teams, you know, the uh, Jets traded away a guy, but they still need a guy. Uh, the Giants desperately need a guy. Um, There's some teams there that that need some receivers. And, you know, that's something that, you know, the Ravens got to look at and and see who really is on the board. And I mean, they've done their due diligence for sure, um, unlike previous years. But, you know, we'll see how it all turns out.
0: Yeah. And and the the Queen point is super interesting. I I actually talked about it with Cordell Woodland on 105.7 yesterday, last night, and uh, he asked me about it. So I want to bring up that point because I think to me, Queen is the player that you kind of look at with the Roquan Smith deal, and you're thinking, can they pay two linebackers big money contracts? I think Queen's going to get one, regardless if it's with Baltimore or somebody else. But my thing is with the fifth-year option still in limbo. I don't think I'd trade him this year. I think I would wait and trade him on the fifth-year option if they pick that up. Obviously, this is his contract year if they don't pick up the option. But to me, if you trade him, I'm not starting. Like If that's the route they go, I'm not starting negotiations if I'm Baltimore with anything less than a second-round pick. And the reason for that is because if he walks and he signs that big money deal, they're going to get a third round comp pick anyway. So (laughs) would you just trade the guy for a third round pick now and not have Queens production for a year, which I think would be a loss for them? Or would you just wait, play out the year and then let him walk for a third round pick anyway, but you have the production of a really good young linebacker. On a rookie contract, so to me, I think if you're looking to trade Patrick Queen for the Ravens, if you don't want to move down from 22, or you're looking to acquire Hopkins or just get off of Queen for whatever reason it may be, I'm person like, I personally wouldn't trade him this year, but if they do, I wouldn't start at anything less than a second round pick. What do you say about that, Q? Oh
1: boy, I, I'm with you. I mean, he's young, he's talented, you know, um, he's fast, the game has slowed down for him. Uh, You know, in McDonald's defense, I think he really found his niche um, and how he was utilized. So, you know, if you have a coach uh, that that can put him in positions to flourish, more power to you. Um, But that's going to be a big challenge. Um, It's easier said than done. You know, chemistry is everything. And when you got it like it, that's where you get your money. That's why I think, again, going back to Lamar Jackson, that's why I think he uh, is so deserving of what he's going to get because I feel you can plug Lamar Jackson literally into any offense and, and they can't muck it up because of the fact that he's Lamar Jackson. It's a fair
0: point. It's a fair point. And I think, you know, When you lose a guy like Lamar, when you try to go and figure out who your next quarterback is going to be, the Ravens have been in the quarterback mediocrity realm of things for a lot of years franchise-wise. You get a star like that, and I think it's hard to let a guy like that go, especially because Lamar is their offense. You know, They, They built the offense around Lamar, as any team should do for their quarterback. You should want to play to the strengths of your quarterback, so I think it was a good pairing for them. But all right, Q., Official draft prediction from me. I want to get it from you here. First round, you know, we we talk about players like Zay Flowers, Joey Porter Jr., Jordan Addison, some of these guys. You said that you think they're going to trade down, or at least you want them to. But what's your official prediction? And if it's a player that you have in mind, you can say who it is. But do you think they stay? Do you think they trade down? And who's who's your ideal guy?
1: Who who's the, what's the young man from uh, Tennessee, the receiver? Jalen Hyatt. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Jalen. Like, that dude is that dude. And I think with a, a, a staff, uh, you know, literally, what is it, Coach Williams, Keith, he is going to definitely put him in a great position to win. When you got receivers, and if they get DeAndre Hopkins, if they don't, but you got Odell Beckham and you got uh, Rashad Bateman, like, Hyatt, like, Jalen would fit so well, like, mind-blown. I, I I think Todd Munkin would be like, ha-ha, go ahead and, and and try to stop. Oh, did you see J.K.? He just, like, he just, like, dominated you. Oh, oh, my bad. Uh, you, Kohler just went over the middle for a 20-yard gain <laughs> because y'all was trying to take away everybody else. Well, here go, Jalen, right down and field right down, a wide-open touchdown. Because all y'all try to go man to man. I just sent him in a little quick, little short motion. Whoa, whoa. Deep over. Oh, I'm sorry. Linderbaum and them. They just got a year better. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Another year removed from all the issues with Stanley's ankle. In there. Oh, he's all good. Okay. Like, oh, the, the play fake threw you off. Uh, everybody kind of sucked up. Oh, y'all over the top. Can we just get an amen, brother?
0: Man, That's I'm, my telling you. I'm, I'm telling you now for Hyatt. I think he's somebody that a lot of people have in like the, the late first,
1: early second. So if you could trade down, no, you're taking him. I'm saying if we get fancy with the spices and we need to trade back because he's going to be there. Cool. But if everybody is making a run, bam, get him 22 would be fine. Later is even better. I don't mind him. I'm serious. I do not mind him at 22. And that that's where I think the runs, you, you talked about it. It's really important because,
0: you know, if we saw it last year, I think the Ravens thought they were going to get a receiver. At least that's what some of the reports said. And everybody went, <laughs> like, it'll go yeah. Like, Well, we're trading Marquise Brown, so what do we do now? So they took Kyle Hamilton. I think it was still a fine pick. But there's a run on receivers. You, you might not want to risk, if he's the Ravens guy, you might not want to risk him falling. And, and potentially getting taken before you're able to get him in a trade back. So maybe it's twenty two, maybe it's not. But there are a lot of intriguing options for them in this draft for sure. But Q, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on today and then talking Lamar, talking Odell, DeAndre in, in the draft. And I'm telling you, once this draft is over, we'll, I think we'll have more of an idea about the direction of the team, the receiver room, the corner room, and who knows, m- maybe maybe Lamar Jackson.
1: Jalen High is going to catch an, uh, a touchdown from Odell Beckham on an end around. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? That would be incredible.
0: I, I, I would love that. I, I would love that. So maybe it happens. Maybe High is the guy. But I'm excited to see what the Ravens do in this draft for sure. But Q, I appreciate you. That's all I have for you here today on Locked On Ravens. Be sure to again subscribe to our YouTube channel over here in video form. Also, anywhere you get your podcast in audio form. Same show, both audio and video. When we get back here on Monday, it's more Ravens talk, more draft content here. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And I'll see you right back here on Monday.